0: Welcome to Hope Leads. I'm Wes Lane. You know, science tells us that hope is the single greatest determiner of human well-being. One way I pursue kindling and fanning hope within you, the listener, is by talking with men and women who are leaders from different generations, from different geographic areas, from different spheres of influence, but they all have one thing in common. They pursue Jesus and God's unique and purposeful journey for them on the earth. So, my hope is that these focused conversations might somehow serve you in a greater understanding of just who our awesome God is and his very purposeful desire and plan that you would live a life of meaning and impact. Well, about, uh, I don't know, five, six years ago, I I got to sit down at lunch with a guy that I had, uh, that I knew peripherally, but really not uh, not well, and didn't have a a chance to. I'd never had a chance to really sit down and chat. He is a he's a guy that is not only the co founder of a very large network, international network of of companies, but but he's an internationally recognized best selling author, uh, and, and and has just been uh, greatly involved. he's lived around the world, and we'll go into that more in some detail. But but what was really exciting was that I just. I was looking forward to just sitting down because I I thought that we shared something in common. I knew we did, in fact, which was Jesus. But what I didn't know was that we especially shared uh, something that was near and dear to both of our hearts, and that is, what does life look like walking with God in His kingdom day to day? And that conversation over lunch— was a rich one indeed. And so having Jeremy Kubitschek here today is is something that is a real privilege. Uh, and, and and when I was listening to one of his uh, many podcast interviews over his lifetime, and I heard he's done like over 300 plus, whoever knows, I just went... Okay, let's make this interesting then. Let's okay, no small challenge. So Jeremy uh, Jeremy is the co-founder of Giant Worldwide and the Giant Companies. He is the as I said the best-selling author of several books including Making Your Leadership Come Alive, 5 Gears, 5 Voices, and the and the latest one that I'm that I'm aware of is The 100X Leader, How to Become a Person Worth Following, which I thought was particular particularly interesting, interesting in, in uh, what we're going to talk about today. Finally, he's one of Inc.'s top 100 leadership speakers, uh, and as such is a, a speaker throughout the world on transformational leadership, emotional intelligence, personal growth. And so uh, I'm, just, uh, I'm just really privileged to have you here, uh, Jeremy. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that.
1: Thank you, Wes. Always good to be with you. I love your passion, your heart. I think anyone who's ever been around West Lane, mm-hmm well uh, agree with that, that well, you, just, we'll, you have something that's just so special
0: well well thank you I'm gonna call my sister and I'm gonna tell her look see <laughs> okay anyway know anyway, thank you very much you know something that that's really uh, something too that that I have really enjoyed as I've listened to to some of your lectures uh, and, and it is just, it is so even though you're speaking to a a a secular leadership world your your conversations and i know that 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 you you all your companies have a, a real mission to 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 liberate leaders uh and change their leadership culture and 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 in every sector in which they find themselves but it is so rich with biblical truths i mean i mean just teachings and the like. And it's, and it's so fascinating that you find them working so well, even when you don't have to mention the name of Jesus,
1: it works. It just works. Well, I think there's a, there's a mystique on Jesus. You know, if you say the word Jesus, it will either cause some alarm or something, right? Mm-hmm. And so you put Jesus Christ mm-hmm. in that and people have like a visceral reaction. And so what's interesting about it is like Jesus, I even asked his guys, he goes, okay. And I always call them the blokes, like the 12 blokes, you know, these these just (laughs) guys, right? yep. yep. he goes, Hey, uh, who do people say that I am?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And like, well, you know, some say that you're a teacher. Some say you're a prophet and some say that you're the Messiah. And then he goes, well, who do you say that I am? And, you know, Peter was like, Oh, you're the Messiah for sure. I don't know if all the guys thought he was the Messiah. I think some of them might have thought he was a prophet, Mm -hmm. maybe Messiah. Mm -hmm. But what I find interesting is that he gives room. Great. If you think I'm a teacher, learn from me. Yes. So to anyone in the world, I'm not afraid of talking about Jesus, just like people talk about Gandhi or Martin Luther King or these figures in our history. But people are polarized by it because of religions that have been established around Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of things have hijacked Jesus. Yeah. And if you go back to the original intent of how Jesus is, well, just what was his principle? Get into the I don't if you don't think he's a Messiah, that's okay. Let's look at the principles of Jesus and multiplication. And he multiplied himself better than any character in the world. So if you are a leadership expert and you want to scale, who mm-hmm. scaled the most? Jesus, do you dude. think there's some learning there? <laughs> and so, <laughs> therefore, I'm not talking from a religious standpoint. Right. Think of him like a a disciple making scaling person. Look at just look at the model of Matthew ten and Luke nine and ten and Mark six, and go. That's how you scale. That's how you change the world. And that that's what I'm not afraid of talking about. And so demystifying it from a religious experience yeah. to having a conversation, great. Just learn from his teaching, and then if you want to go further, and oh, he's a, he might be a prophet. Okay, there might be something more. Okay, you want to learn more, you know, and let that be its own journey, versus trying to force cer- certain things onto people.
0: Well, what you really establish too, and and um, uh, well, like for instance, in the 100x uh, uh, training, what what it, what's so interesting is is when you talk about. A Sherpa, and of course we can go into some of that, but 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 really, what the context of what I receive when I hear you talk mm-hmm. and explain and work these things out, you're really talking about how does a leader love his people well?
1: That's right. Yeah. Then the premises um, that we use, and it came actually from Kevin Weaver, who's a good friend of mine. He uh, wrote a book called Reorient, mm-hmm. and uh, he in it he said. Um, uh, love means, the definition of love is to fight for the highest possible good of the mm-hmm. other person and fight for it until it's a present day reality, until it's present tense. Meaning, how do you fight for the highest possible good and not give up yes. until they reach that highest possible good? And that's the definition of love. So we simply put it into our leadership Language of liberation to liberate someone is to fight for their highest possible good. So if you work, if someone works for you or your family or whatever, then to fight for their highest possible good, what does that mean? That means helping them, that means supporting them, that means challenging them, that means pushing them to get to the place where they should be, not enabling them, not dominating Mm -hmm. them, not any of the other categories. So I think that's the premise of Jesus is, you know, um, he's a he's a lamb. And he's a lion. Hmm. But most people either see him as one or the other. And they haven't put them both together. Revelation 5 says that it's basically he's the the lamb on the throne. He's a lion of Judah, like the lamb on the throne. And mixed metaphor yeah. of a lion and lamb next to each other. And that's Jesus. He's both. For most of my upbringing was probably the flannel graph Jesus that was a very... You know, <laughs> yes. you know what I mean. A very, yeah, the Yes, yes I, very, some
0: of you uh, may remember. May be old enough to remember those.
1: Uh, very ish. yeah, and very just nice. Yeah, I mean, I read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and I see more challenge than I see. I see a lot of lion there. So uh,
0: that's my distinct impression. And something too, Jeremy, that I that I think I, it, that I think is really so so interesting it, when you talk about liberating and, and and what what inspires me about that and and, and really in, in, because we, for instance, I mean you talk you're, you're liberating people, you're setting people free. What did Jesus come to do? To set the captives free. So so we talk about say in salt. We talk we'll talk about awakening people. Uh, releasing them, encouraging them, mm-hmm. uh, thinking about uh, their uniqueness uh, and, and, and so oftentimes, and I know you got to run across this all the time, people really not realizing that the, the, the depth and breadth of who they have been designed mm-hmm. to be. and so when you when you talk about liberating people, mm-hmm. That's just. I bet you just see people having these aha moments right and left.
1: Yeah, and we use the language of the 100X because it's actually an indicator. Um, So I'm working with a national chain right now working on their health of their leaders in each one of their stores across the country. And getting them to 100% health is the goal, but we're getting them to multiply because what we found is that most of them are 75-plus people. They're generally healthy, and and it's a, they're a plus. Like, uh, hey, my door's always open, Wes. If you ever need me, so they're positively reactive. Mm-hmm. And so most leaders and most Christians that I've found, by the way, are positively reactive. Generally doing good. If you need anything, come see me. It's up to you. But the the role of 100x leader is it's the Sherpa on on Mount Everest. So we use the Sherpa. Sherpa are the native people. Uh, they, they were born at 14,000 feet. So they're pre have a genetic predisposition to the altitude Mm -hmm. so they can handle things that we wouldn't be able to handle. Well, they get up every morning and they go climb to camp one or camp two and set the ropes and set everything up. Then they come back down and then they get everybody and go, okay, let's go. And they go back up. So (laughs) it's like (laughs) they, uh, you know, they're leading by example, but they have to be the healthiest person on the mountain. Yeah. And like, no one wants to follow an asthmatic Sherpa. No. <laughs> you know? no, not a, no one. No, no. And so <laughs> if you're a leader, you have to be the healthiest person in the room, which means then you have to do what has to be done for you to be fully alive. Because you can't give what you don't possess. So that is the first part of anyone. So to be liberated means you have to know yourself. You have to step into who you are. But then you have to have a game plan to multiply. And what's happening with this group I'm working with right now, uh, I'm helping them build out this system. They have unbelievably dedicated people who are almost like 90 plus, but they haven't learned how to multiply. So they do all the work. So they have a bunch of minions who work underneath them and they haven't scaled their people. So if you don't scale your people, then you're doing all the work where you're going to deplete. And over time, you'll be a 90 plus, 80 plus, 70 plus, 60 plus, and then you don't have a bench because you haven't multiplied. So my point is is that Jesus was always about being fully alive and always about multiplication. Well, he would send the
0: he send it to twelve out, then he'd send the seventy two. Uh just keep he would just keep uh teaching them to 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 rise up. Yep. And 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 be me. Yeah. Yeah, it, essentially, and of course, now when you talk about, I know when you're talking about 90 or 80s, so that you're, you're you're really a, you have a grading system that you can that anyone can can self-assess. Yeah, uh, and it's pretty. It's really very simple. It's very simple. Now, so, I mean, just give us a yeah. A brief let's idea. do
1: it. Let's just play. Everyone, let's let everyone play. It's called the Peace Index, and the Peace Index is really simple. There's five circles. Uh, there's purpose. There's uh, people, place, personal health, and provision. So, it's just a snapshot of how you're doing right now. So, uh, David's in here. Wes, you're here. Let's just all play, okay? I'm going to let you guys play. And give me your numbers. All right, all right. So, uh, purpose uh, purpose would be your calling, what you feel like you're called to do, what you're doing. How mm-hmm. good do you feel about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, one through 100. You just put a simple number. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, write your number down, one through 100. Um, that number can be an 80. It can be a 92. It can be a 61. It can be whatever, okay? So if you're listening, just write your number down. Got it? Next one's people. People in your life. Who are the it's your uh, marriage, kids, it's coworkers, extended family. Is there sickness? Is everything fine? Are you good? How good do you feel about the people in your life right now? Hmm. So that's a, that's your, a number you could be
0: your it's just it's 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 within your whatever your concentric yeah. spheres your sphere, of interest, your closest are, or,
1: or, or your groups of people. And, you know, that can be trending up. It can be trending sideways. It can be trending down. Um, so that's a number. So I'm a purpose. I'm pretty high right now. Probably 92. My people is, is uh, probably, a, you know, 85, 88. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that's my mom is, has some issues right now. So that's kind of affected it. So that's that number. Then you get into place and place is where you live, where you work. Your city, your neighborhood, your region, all of it combined, right? And so, uh, when I was living in Atlanta, uh, we had bought John Maxwell's businesses, and I was running Catalyst and LeaderCast and all these big brands. And the place was awesome. It was fun because my purpose was so high. But then my purpose dropped. Atlanta has traffic, and it's (laughs) miserably hot.
0: And I'm like, I'm out
1: of here. No. So, then we moved to London. And it's great. and you know, London is awesome. Then I moved to Oklahoma, and I didn't really want to move back to Oklahoma, but we did. My but family you took a vote. But my family said we're moving to Oklahoma, so I gave them a, a Democratic majority decision. So anyway, we moved back, so we built a neighborhood called the Prairie Post, and that neighborhood actually affected my place. It's boosted it. Uh. So, uh, you know, I have an office downtown here that boosts so those So those are things I've set up to help with that place number. it's traditionally been lower so whatever your number is put a number one through 100 then you get into personal health and personal health would be holistic health it would be uh your physical it's your mental social emotional spiritual holistically how good do you feel about yourself okay now a lot of people skew that and they hear health and they think physical only yeah but mental health emotional health is a key component spiritual health is a major driver there so uh you know you put your number there and then you get into provision. Last one, provision is one through hundred. How good do you feel about what you're earning? How are your how's your income, your relative earnings commensurate to what you're doing? Do you feel good about it to head in the right direction? So what you do is you take all five numbers. You guys playing here, you got all five numbers. Yep. And you're gonna add all five of them up, aggregate them all, and add all five up and divide by five to get your number. So you might need a calculator. Um, <laughs> I'm guesstimating. You're guesstimating. Good job. And so we get to the the number, and that's like a snapshot of today. It can change tomorrow. Yeah, but it's a snapshot today of how well you're doing. It's just called the peace index. Now, for those who know and uh, would have the presence of the holy, uh, you know, spirit, and that would have the presence of God, mm-hmm. the presence can. Your purpose can be really low, but the presence can hold you. Yeah. So this is just a generic that we have people around the world using the peace index. So the peace index gives a snapshot. So what's your number, Wes?
0: About ninety-three, I'd say. It's, okay. it's, uh, yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty, pretty strong. Pretty strong. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm uh, yes. And
1: David, I know you have a mic, but what's your? I was in eighty-five point eight. Eighty-five point 8. eight. Yeah. Eighty-five point eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Darn good. Yeah, I'm probably setting at about a 90 right yeah, now, ninety, yeah, ninety-one. Yeah. So now, what's interesting about that is one of those is your leading indicator. For me, purpose is the leading indicator. If that's, it's off. That's me too. That's if, me. If Every, it's everything off, everything shifts. else is off.
0: Yeah. Don't you think that, do you think that's true with, well, I guess maybe, I don't know. Do Some it, people are people. Yeah. If yeah, you're people, say it's like, either
1: usually found as purpose or people. Yeah. Uh, that are the most important to the majority of the people.
0: That, that makes that makes sense and 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 I, and I suppose particularly if you're thinking about really driven people, i mean you've, yeah. I, you yeah know, purposes the, i can see a lot of leader mm-hmm. types i mean yep. type a really hard charging and, and and if they're in their sweet spot yeah you know that the the world can be you know crashing around them and they're they're still driving ahead i suppose that's right but but at the same time, this is a good indicator of of how it whether it's coming or, or going you know Jeremy I'd like to I'd like to really drill down here just just for a second because you know we could we could talk about uh th- th- these kind of things which are so helpful but you know you didn't just uh, we didn't just unwrap you out of a out of a out of a gift box here you you are the sum of your experiences how god yep. has has brought you through and and so many people um, I think that would would really benefit uh, from uh, from hearing. So, what has been God's process with you? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you you're you're originally from, I
1: think Shawnee. Aren't yeah, you? I'm a farm boy. Uh, a good- Czechoslovakian family, uh, ekentusky Oklahoma. Anyone ever heard of ekentusky Oklahoma? Ethan Eken- Ethan Eken-Tusky. It's no. The, yeah, yeah. It's the line between the Seminole and the Potawatomi Indians, and that's what that means. And so, yeah, it's just a little farm community outside of Shawnee. And so, grew up in Shawnee, and um, so that was my my background. But what for me, uh, the the battle I've had is pride versus humility. Mm. It's the join it the club, is man. This the, is this
0: is like the arch nemesis. Yeah. Of. of, of.
1: And that's what I, if 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 anything. Yeah, it's self-awareness, emotional intelligence, all the things I'm about. But I really teach pride versus humility.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, pride goes before the fall, right? And the idea of overcoming self-preservation when you're trying to be somebody. And this came, you know, we, we were, um, I'd be on these stages and we'd have 15,000 people coming to our events at Catalyst. And we would have all these you know, pastors and all these, uh, you know, we'd have Jim Collins there and we'd have- Good to Great. uh, Yeah, Good to Great there. And we'd have, you know, Andy Stanley and we'd have different speakers and thought leaders and all this stuff. And I was up there and um, I'll never forget, I had one pastor who gets up, I will not say their name, and they get up and they go, two years ago, I was sitting where you are, but look at me now, that can be you too. And I'm like, oh "Oh, my goodness. And so I went on this journey, and I I started writing a book called Humble for President. And it was, <laughs> I, and I started, we made these bumper stickers and yard signs. And this was uh, 2000, I don't know, I can't remember the election. It was the first Obama election with, I guess, Mitt Romney, or I can't remember. Yeah, uh-huh. But anyway, or, or John McCain, or anyway. That was number and, two, and, and in it, I predicted, uh, could you imagine mm-hmm. if Donald Trump became president? This was so long ago.
0: You and did that, the, Vin?
1: Yeah, yeah. And so I wrote this whole thing about this. And so I was writing this book. And the, so the yard sign, the idea was humble for president. And people would go, who's humble? And I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it was written to every president in the United States of yeah. every company, yeah. every organization yeah. to really look at pride versus humility. And I got to the end. it was about ready to publish it. And the Holy Spirit said, it's not to be published. That was for you. <laughs> oh, and it was man. my own journey. And I was like, oh my goodness. So I didn't. And, uh, so I still have all this manuscript. I've got all this. And, and it was like, yeah, that was, it was my own journey of pride versus humility. And, um, you know, so that would be for me, I've had lots of humbling moments and I've had lots of successes and things like that. But, um, what I find is it's like, um, I always ask this question, uh, who's the opposite of Satan? And, um, most people give me the answer if I ask you, the audience, who's the opposite of Satan? Mm-hmm. People will go, "Well, it's God or Jesus." Mm-hmm. And then they go, "Well," and mm-hmm. I go, "You're wrong. It's not. It's not mm-hmm. God or Jesus. The opposite of a general is another general or a private. So, yeah, not Satan, the, not
0: the, not the creator, not the Lord of the Universe, not the supreme commander. Right.
1: Not the, right. So, the opposite of archangel, archangel is another archangel." This is Michael or something. It's Michael. Okay. So who's the opposite of Satan? Michael.
0: Okay. Gabriel.
1: But he's positioned himself because he so wanted to be like God. Yeah. So then what did he do? He goes in the Garden of Eden and he goes to Adam and Eve and goes, don't you want to be like God? And we fell for the same pride. So my view of Scripture is that when, when Adam and Eve bit into the apple, they bit into the poison of pride. And pride consumed their bloodstream, like yeah. black Yeah. And that is ultimately coming to know Jesus is surrendering yourself, humbling yourself to go, I'm not God, you are. And reconstituting the relationship in the garden, resetting. So you can have the relationship of the Garden of Eden now. You don't have to wait for heaven for that. But it's through the process of humility, it's the process of dying to self, it's the process of, I am not the master of my own universe. And that humbling spirit. So that's what Jesus created. He created a humble culture. Uh, The culture of heaven is humility, not pride. And so that's why Satan can't live there. And so he came and produced a culture of pride. So when you hear in the world, but not of the world, you're in the pride world, but live a humility world in a pride world. And that's what Jesus did. The entire, what he did was mimic me, follow me, follow me as I'm a humble
0: so how do Sorry. you walk that? How do you? How does Jeremy Kubica walk that out? And 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 granted, any t- anybody that's doing the kind of role you are, and let me tell you, you you can be. Everybody struggles with it, whatever their whatever their sphere is. But how do you deal with
1: it? Well, I'm the best humble person that I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i am unbelievably good at humility
0: <laughs> i am the role model uh, you know
1: so here's a, here's two things i do and uh there are two rituals i do on a daily basis and uh, almost every day uh and i'll t- i'll start with the last one first i do every day at 5 30 uh in the evening 5 30 ish right before when i'm finishing work and starting you know any home so it's mm-hmm. that time window I do the examine and I do yeah, the, That's exactly what I thought when, when you were describing that. Oh, yeah. well, that
0: sounds like the examine.
1: And so the examine process is um, Loyola. But what, what I do, I simplify it and share this. I say, I, I look back on my calendar and I thank God for the, the things that were good. What are the highlights that are really, really momentous? Like I got to shake West Lane's hand. That's a big one. You but, may have trouble with getting over that one. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I got to so that's a, a Thanksgiving yes. item. Mm-hmm. So I, I had two to four. And then I look back through my day and I, I basically say, All right, Lord, is search me, oh God, know my heart. Yeah. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any hurtful way in me. Is there anything there? Why was I like I can tell you, I'll just do mine without giving any d- details. I have a real frustration towards a certain person to from this morning mm-hmm. that happened. Because it didn't, he didn't do it like I would do it. It, it wasn't very professional. Mm-hmm. And so then I asked the question, so far as it depends on me, be at peace with him, what is it that's happening? So I'm asking the Holy Spirit, what do you want to teach me there? What do I need to do? Is it me? Is it them? And if it's me, if it's not me, and mm-hmm. I go, okay, well, is it them? Is it wounding? Is there something that needs to be healed from? Is there something that needs to get taken out? Do you want me to help? or not Mm -hmm. and i'm listening to the holy spirit to go what do i do with that person okay so then the third part is then i look at my day and so i look at any tendencies then i look at my day the next day and i plan ahead and i think ahead i'm going all right i've already prayed for this meeting i'm going to meet with wes lord what do you want me to say tomorrow Mm -hmm. and his answer is just be you just be there Mm -hmm. you don't need to prepare i'm like okay good but so i've had a number of meetings that, that so i'm prepared for it and that's how i start the next day because what i used to do is i did i wouldn't do that and it would all boil up and maybe uh, at the end of the week i'd feel frustration and then i'd deal with something over the weekend now i'm dealing with it every 24 hours
0: which is a so smaller
1: bite so that's every cool. day i'm getting to a point with the holy spirit search me i know my heart anything I good so it's a it's a humility process because I'm I only do what the Father tells me to do. That's Jesus 101. I only do what the Father tells me. So I'm learning to listen. So I'm learning also to hear the Holy Spirit and I'm learning to yield and I'm learning to give him my day and my day.
0: And so the, so so the listener that's uh, that's thinking about that and 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 and, and can understand that, the, the common sense in one respect, but also, but then the, the beauty of it that I think so many people are challenged with, uh, it's, it's training ourselves to hear the Holy Spirit. That's it. So how is that, how is that working for you?
1: Well, it's, it's, like, it's like learning to play an instrument. Yeah. The more you practice, the better you'll get. Yeah. Right? And people want it. Oh, I still want to play the oh, guitar. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, have you played? No. Okay, well, what do you, but I'm reading books about playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I, uh, I'm on my 14th. I'm watching book. YouTube, but I'm not actually doing it. Yes. So uh, I have a good friend of mine, Larry Green um, in Atlanta. He's a dear mentor. And uh, I, I would have these conversations and he would train me to hear the Holy Spirit. And the way we do it, he'd go, okay, well, start talking to him right now. I'm like, what do you mean now? Yeah, yeah just tell him. Okay, dear Lord he goes stop stop (laughs) just stop talk to him and so he taught me just to be just to talk talk and be with the lord not in some grandiose religious way just talk so uh, immediately so i talk out loud in my prayers with my family so we're driving i'll just pray out loud as we're going so i'm you know i'm just training them to hear me pray nothing crazy just really simple but i think it's just doing it and pra- learning to practice listening. But that what that does is that time frame is like, so I put it on my calendar, 5.30, it'll pop up, examine. So at 5.20, it'll pop up. I'm like, okay, where am I? If I'm driving, I'll just do it as I'm driving. Yeah. If I'm uh, at home or if I'm at work still or I'm finishing yeah. up, I'll do it. So I'll, I'll train myself to do it. But what that does is that gets me ready for the next day. So that evening, my evening is typically really good because I've dealt with stuff. I'm not harboring or continuing on. Yeah. So then I sleep better because I'm not thinking about this stuff. I've already dealt with it. So then when I wake up, this is interesting. I do a liberation session. And um, this is kind of cool. The governor, um, the governor's a great guy. So gov- Kevin Stitt, he's just a great man. And he uh, used to sell books, um, w- Southwestern. My dad used to sell books. If you've been a bookseller, you, you know, on that, they would go out in the book field. Two of them had to meet every morning for breakfast at six in the morning or six thirty before they'd go out to the book field, and they get each other charged up, and they have rituals that they would do. And so, if you've ever seen this happen in a parking lot, they go out and they like hike around and they do like you know s- stupid stuff to us, but they up. to get pumped up. Because, oh, my gosh. Because they're going to read a lot of negative. They're going to meet negativity. Yeah. And,
0: and uh, oh, my gosh. So
1: think about that. I just gave you the the exam at the end of the day. Now, so what happened then is my quiet time used to be about dealing with yesterday's stuff. Uh. I don't do that anymore because I dealt with it at 530. Then what am I doing? I'm doing like the governor. I woke up and I call myself up. So I typically in the shower... This is going to sound funny. Tell me my routine, but in the shower, yeah, outside of hygiene, right? Yeah. But I'm I'm basically calling myself up, and I tell the Lord, I tell him who he is. So today, God, this is who you are to me. And then I tell myself and remind myself who I am. No, that's so important. That is great. I'm a freedom fighter. I'm a liberator. I'm a son of the Most High God. Um, because and so it turns into worship and call up at the same time. And so then I'll end with a person of peace prayer. So, Lord, bring me the people that you want me to serve. Keep me away from those you don't. So it's Matthew 10. So keep me away from those you don't. So anyone you bring to me, I'm assuming they're from you. I'm going to give myself to them. I'm going to help heal, cast out, raise up,
0: which Which is is what Jesus Jesus did. did.
1: So that's what I'm looking for every time I'm with them. So then my, what happens with my day then is my day is made up of, I mean, I deal with the same stuff everyone else is dealing with, Yeah, but I have two times that I, you know, specifically now Loyola made 12 o'clock and five o'clock. He did it two or three times a day. Examine. But I do once a day and then I do a call up session in the morning. And that liberation session gets me all lathered up, if you will.
0: See, boy, uh, folks, uh, what, what Jeremy's just said there is really this you know, there, there are there are regimens in our life that that my gosh that are so helpful. And and we talk as you all that listen in know that we we talk a lot about identity and who our father is and who who does he say you are and we are and 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 his relentless purposefulness in our lives and and all that, but 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 what what Jeremy's just talked about is is a regimen every morning of, of 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 just reminding we have to be reminded because you know we got we got the the proverbial uh, world flesh and the devil that are always sending every other message under the sun and they're never in sync with with what he just talked about and but, but you know Jeremy but in in the evening in the examine how do you all right, so I can imagine we all have these situations. It's the person, as you even described, the person that whatever they did, whatever. And so it just, you know, bugs the fool out of you. Mm-hmm. And so how are you handing that off?
1: So uh, the first thing I'm doing is I'm learning how to give it to the Lord to talk to the Holy Spirit with me. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the first thing. So what I'm doing is, is it me? Is it them? I'm starting with me.
0: Yeah. you so assuming far, it's your Okay, I'm going to so, assume it's me unless you tell me otherwise. So
1: far as it depends on me, be at peace with all men. Okay, so I, what I do is go, okay, what, what did I do? Is it a cause and effect? Search me here, show me. But because I'm not dominating myself anymore, because I'm liberating myself, that I'm not looking, I'm not judging myself. I'm just like, yeah, I probably oh, yeah. I might have screwed up. So let's just deal with it. Is there anything that I need to do? Do I need to apologize? I don't I don't apologize if I don't need to anymore. hmm Used to, that was a habit of mine. Oh, I'm so sorry. But I really wasn't. hmm I only if I'm really, really sorry. If I really believe you really condition. believe that you yeah.
0: you have something for which to Apologize. In the
1: case that um, in the case that I'm telling you about, I have one other person that's involved that I've, I'm going to that she's involved and she experienced the same thing. But we're not going as gossip. I'm going to her. I went with to her with wisdom today. Mm-hmm. I said, um, but I I trust that she's listening to the Holy Spirit too. Yeah, yeah. So therefore, I go, hey, that was did that did that affect you too? I. I went and asked, and I'm trying to figure out: is it me? Mm -hmm. Is it you? Is it us? Is it? And we recognize there's some wounding and heart. There's something heavy going on with this person. So I'm basically I've already teed it up to go. Hey, can we talk about that? Um, When can we talk? When's the Mm -hmm. you know? And and I don't send an email ever on challenge. I don't send a text ever. Uh, Face to face first video, second phone call, third. So well, no,
0: that's interesting. Okay. Because
1: uh, I'm bringing challenge because it was brought up that it wasn't necessarily me now or, or us. Now I did uh, share with them, Hey, I think I apologize for something uh, a little while back, but it was really minor and it wasn't a big thing, but I was, Hey, but then they acted really funny. So Basically, I'm now going to the person, but I'm not going with them with the full challenge that I want to. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm sensing some wounding, and it's not us. There's something else going on with And, this of course, person. the
0: sensing, when you, you're sensing this, and that is the spirit of
1: discernment that's coming yep. from the Lord, responding to your query. Yep. And some emotional intelligence mixed okay. in there mm-hmm. to yep. read people. Um, and so I'm basically going back to this person. Uh, That they are someone who's wounded and hurt and doesn't know and doesn't normally do these things and just got really flustered and then got embarrassed and now wants it to go away. And so I'm not going to let it go away. I'm going to use it as an opportunity to heal. And so that's where I'm going. Of course, not everybody's
0: going to receive that either.
1: No, and I got to let go of that too. That's right, and and again, I may not have the influence, in him, and uh we'll we'll find out how that goes. Um, but that's to me, my point is, it's a journey um, with the Holy Spirit to address yourself first, then address the person. What is there healing? Is there something that needs to be taken out? Is there something that needs to be raised up in them? And that's the process that I go through. You know, one of the things
0: that. I've, I've Of course I've heard you tell uh this before, but uh it it really is profound because you know what we're what we're what we've been sharing what you've been sharing is this you know life with God is not natural it is supernatural it is it is beyond the, uh, the, right. what we see around us we just don't you know like they say you don't necessarily recognize the, the the fish in the aquarium doesn't necessarily recognize the water they're in, and so many of us don't realize that in the kingdom of God. We're we're operating under a different set of rules, and opportunities that we don't typically take Mm -hmm. advantage of. And so you've you've so as again in that in that line of coming to this place in which now and over the last twenty years you have been out of the out of the out of out of the fountain of your heart and what God has put in that. But there's but there've been some there have been some difficult things that have taken place in your life that have been life-changing and have helped set course that have not—the world would say, well, that's a terrible thing, but but within the context of God's kingdom reality and His working on you and directing you, He's actually gotten you to a destination as a result of that. What What would— what would you say some of those have been? Uh, so you, are you talking about like my
1: accident story? That'd be what, a good one. one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, some people uh, yeah, some people have to be hit right over the head. Uh, <laughs> no, with no, a holy tube before or with a car. <laughs> with a car, yeah. yeah. No, um, you know, so uh, ambition, again, I tell you guys, I, the one thing that I've realized for me, I share my struggles because that's how I solve them. Because yeah. I extrovert out loud, I speak out loud, and I, so I speak out loud to, so to get to process, right? Yeah. So therefore, I'm like, hey, anyone want to follow along? Anyone else deal with this? And people are like, oh my gosh, I do that too. So I take complicated things and make them simple mm-hmm. because I'm dealing with them myself. Going, yeah. oh. so um, my desire to want to be somebody that's innately in me,
0: which everybody can recognize that I want right.
1: to be somebody. I'm driven. We, we, we're all tied up, and and I'm yeah. yeah. So in my twenties, I had a struggle. I had a conundrum because I was trying to, you know, the, the verse with John the Baptist. He must increase, but I must decrease. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. But do I need but, to really? But can you? I increase with you? Yeah. And <laughs> and so what what would what happen um, was that was my in my twenties and, and early thirties. And so I had just done a lot, you know. I had started companies in Russia, had been a part of a uh, PE firm. We bought seventeen businesses. I uh, was started three dot coms. Uh, was starting to write a book. Uh, it you was know, a
0: fast life in my twenties,
1: and this was all like. And then I, uh, by the time I was twenty nine, I was CEO COO of a large company, and it was ridiculous. And so I was like, kind of like people would say things like, "Hey, anything you touch turns to gold," and I was like oh, well, it's really the Lord and me, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: but, it's the false humility. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
1: so what happened was uh, I had the opportunity to get to the end of my life. So the short story, some of you have already heard this. A lot of people may have heard this already, but um, my wife and I went to Mexico uh, in September. It's cheap in September because hurricanes go there too. So we got there, we got two days in and they started boarding boarding up our hotel. We then moved inland uh, to get closer to the airport and try to make it through Hurricane Isidore, it was a Category Three. Uh, it was a ten percent chance it was going to hit Cancun, and then it was eighty, and then ninety, and then one hundred percent chance. And so we were like, "Okay, we've got a few hours before the eye of the hurricane." We were in this flea bag hotel that they put us up in, and we're like, "We don't want to stay here. Let's go see a movie, as you do before a hurricane." Of course, hits. that's
0: what everybody does. And Let's you, go see a movie. We
1: walked across the street, and um, you know, it was not very far. So we went to see Signs by Mel Gibson, and it's all about faith and aliens, which is really weird. <laughs> and uh, anyway, in in it, so at the very end of it, he loses his wife and he loses his faith. So I apologize for those who haven't seen it. I just run it for you. You don't need to watch. You don't need to <laughs> well, watch it now. You've had fifteen years, you know, to watch it. So uh, anyway, so the end. At the end, I get we get back in. We're trying to get to our hotel. It's raining like crazy. Ten thirty at night. It's like sideways rain hurricane force and there's one entrepreneurial taxi driver i'm like hey can you take us there so i get in the front seat kelly's behind me and i have this conversation with god um god if anything happens to kelly i don't want to be like mel gibson i'm not going to give up my faith i'm going to trust you anything happens to addison my oldest or will or kate my three kids i'll trust you and i kind of went through that prayer and then I go, anything happens? Right in the taxi. Just riding yeah, in the taxi yeah, in, in the, the middle of the storm. I mean, I'm in the you know. But you're thinking seat.
0: because Mel Gibson's movie is just yeah. like provocative.
1: Totally. It just got me, right? And so I'm having this conversation. They're, my wife and we had friends with us. They're talking about whatever. And then I had the last prayer. Anything happens to me, I'll trust you, Lord. And I was like, yeah, I'll trust you. And then two seconds later, Kelly screams out. And there was a drunk driver that ran through the stoplight and crushed the, this little Fiat, little sardine can, pushed me into the, the driver's seat. And my sternum popped out um, probably nine inches um, somewhere. And in that uh, I had six ribs snap and then three more fracture. Uh, the worst pain you've ever, ever felt. Severed my intestines, was paralyzed from the waist down, Jeez. bruised every organ, And it was like screaming outwardly, like outwardly. I don't really remember it, but they were telling me it was like a death scream. And inwardly, I'm like, okay, well, we just talked about this. All right. Well, I trust you. Okay, I trust you. All right. And I'm in there going, huh, how is there no blood? There's glass everywhere. How There's no blood. Weird. And I'm analyzing as I'm screaming and barely breathe. It's the strangest thing. And I remember going, okay, I've broken my back. Can't feel my feet. Okay. Yep. We'll deal with that. Um, what else? And I'm just doing a little review, you know, a damage re- uh, report. And um, so my wife is hurt and she's trying to help and our friends are trying to help. And so long story short, um, about however many months in there, i start realizing I'm not going to make it. And I can't breathe anymore. And my lungs were so stretched. And I, st- I started getting really serious. And then I go, oh, my goodness. I was 32 years old. Uh, I'm like, I'm going to die in Mexico. Huh. I never thought it would be Mexico. (laughs) It got really surreal. And then I started asking God, okay, Lord. And this was interesting because I had done so many things. And by the way, I didn't say this. We were starting Giant. Like this was the next week or two weeks from now. This is like the vacation before we start the business. And we only had one client verbally who said yes. We didn't have any other business. And um, so I'm I'm, you know, basically all this ambition in me, and the only thing I could think of was three questions. God, was I your man? Was I a good husband? And was I a good dad? That was it. That's all I could think about. Nothing else came to mind. And I got to see my life. Flash before my, my eyes. I had this moment when I was 11 where I had a vision of the Lord and I met Jesus in Falls Creek at 13 and 15 and 17 and 18 and 20 and all these moments, this time in Russia and these different places. I had all of these um, memories and I got it was like a, it. I got to see my life play out like a keynote. It was like a keynote and then it would run like the picture, the, the video would run and then it would go to the next one and then run. It was really weird. And then I saw my wife And then I saw my three kids. And at that point in time, I was done. I was like, okay, I am at peace. God, almost like I commit my spirit to you. I am done. Here we go. And I'll never forget, I look up at Kelly and she's over me and she's, you know, her eyes are all teary and she's trying to do the best. And it's chaos. I mean, it's chaos around us. The hurricane and the noises and all of that and she looks over me and she says i I look up and i shook my head like i'm not gonna make it and she goes i know i know but i want you to know you are god's man you're a great husband and a great dad and i'm like she answered the three questions how did you she didn't hear any of this she's not in my head it was it was the holy spirit and i look up at her like are you kidding me and i close, like i breathe my last breath And I floated away and we don't know, three and a half, four minutes, four and a half. We don't know. And no one was timing it, but I was gone and began to float above the car and could see the car and began to literally just, I was an out of body experience at that point in time. Didn't see heaven, didn't feel, didn't see anything there. I could see down. I didn't see up, but unbelievable rest, unbelievable peace. And all the pain went away. Zero pain. Had nothing. So then our friends, um, uh, Carmel Litz, amazing. Uh, Carmel comes and puts her hand on my arm. She goes, no, give me breath now. And when she breathed, and when she said that, um, then basically, and remember I was Baptist. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> oh, so this joking. isn't
0: supposed to be happening.
1: <laughs> so yeah, this didn't, no. But you know, I didn't grow up with that yes. as, a, as a thing. Right. And so all of a sudden um, I experienced this healing And I came right back into the car, right back into my body, right back into the pain. (laughs) And then from there on, uh, we had, uh, they showed up with an ambulance, they pulled me out, and we had, uh, we saw miracle after miracle. We had probably four or five more miracles that took place. My parents came down to visit me. I was just talking to them about this this weekend. Uh, uh, They had a miracle that took place with this guy who showed up out of nowhere to help us. We had we had we saw so many things, and even to the degree of our business, I had to pay. Um, I had to pay before getting our surgery, and I had to pay all of our savings to the dollar went to pay for the surgery. And we get home, and we get a check in the mail from our first client, and it was postmarked before we left. And he said, "Hey, I'm so excited to work with you. I need to pay you six months in advance for tax purposes. I hope that's okay." And it was to the dollar of the amount that we'd paid. I mean, I mean, I mean, catch that, folks. I mean, it, what a coincidence. Huh? <laughs> so, so we had started our company as giant, G I A N T, like big, and doing big things for God. Yeah. And it was, uh, we came back and we squashed the eye.
0: That's why you made and the so little I. Giant eye stands
1: and for humility. It stands for a little eye. It stands for David was the giant, not Goliath or not Saul
0: yes so i never knew that yeah
1: so that's that's how and that's why I giant and so so we've just been on this journey to help people uh humble themselves fight for the highest possible good get healthy multiply all those so, so
0: this this remarkable moment at 32 is really i mean it sounds like i mean when you, you go from a, a big eye to a small eye I mean so this whole matter of humility which so flows through what what you've been encouraging and uh, for years now is flowing out of this incident
1: absolutely it's at it's at the core because it got me to the end of my life and it reset my priorities and you know you know I've started now 27 companies you know in the last year Five new companies. I'm starting five new companies with other partners, other people. But so it's there's still stuff in me to create, and you know I figure I've, I've been, but I've been wrestling and dealing with the Holy Spirit of is this ambition from you or from me?
0: Yeah,
1: and it really is uh, the creation that's in me. Like I figured out that like I am designed to um, to create content that unlocks people forever. Yeah, that's what I do. So that's what He's made me to do. So I design things that people use and multiply. So it's simple enough for a thirteen-year-old to get. So it's in me, but there's this constant wrestling with: is it me or is it you? And and I've been settling with: it's me through with you because you're in me. So that's that's been a shift, you know. So um, anyway, there's a lot there.
0: Yeah, but but I, I tell you what, for so for. There's everybody listening to this conversation right now. I mean, everybody deals with this. You you've had an experience in a in a profound way, and you've been and you've taught thousands since that moment. So if you if you were to just uh, as we as we wrap this up today, if you were if you were to leave them with with um, just, I mean, you've talked. You've talked about. You've talked about the examine. You've, you've talked about the things that you, you do in the morning. So, what, 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 what bit of advice would you give? Yeah.
1: So, it's it's basically this: Can you come before the Lord, and can you see yourself as a son or daughter of the Most High God identity, and can you step into the role that you play as a liberating person, and can you then decide, you know what? I'm going to fight for the highest possible good of those that I'm responsible for. Mm. So I'm fighting for their highest possible good. That means that I have to be healthy that they would actually respect me. Mm -hmm. I have to have influence. So I have to be healthy enough. I have to be the healthiest person in the room, not so I can make myself great, so that I can help them get up the mountain. I can help them become the healthiest person. So it's this process of everyone getting healthy and when i'm healthy i don't mean just like being amazing and be the best version of you and all that stuff i'm basically meaning get to the point where you can humble yourself before the lord and listen to him to go okay all the gifts you've given me how do you want to use them today yeah what are you doing today who do you want me to serve and, you know, my favorite verse is Acts 8.4. I love this. Uh, and it's Philip. And it says, when the, when the disciples were scattered, Philip went into this town in Samaria to proclaim Christ there. So he was proclaiming Jesus and, this, and the kingdom of God, which is what Jesus told him to do in Matthew 10. And it said, and with shouts of joy, the lepers were healed. And with shrieks, demons came out of many. And there was great joy in the city that day. And like that ultimately is what salt has been trying to be about. Mm-hmm. There's great joy in the city that day. But what, what we did is we have to be yielded to be leveraged and used with the Lord because he's in us. He's, Jesus said, it's going to be good for you that I leave because I'm going to be inside you. We're going to do greater things when I leave than when I'm with you. Because he's, we've never, ever been, ever, has there ever been anyone existed where God has inhabited us. We're truly new creatures. So new creatures inhabited by God, that means we have to be yielded to his plans, not our ambitions and plans. But when we do, we can step into them, oh, and then man. we heal, we cast out, we raise up. So all I've been trying to do is I've gotten to the point now, so I multiply, I just certify people. I create content and then certify them to use it. Which is Go. what Jesus did. That's I mean, it says, it. I mean you're, you're you're doing what we've been told to do, which is... BGs. Jesus. Yeah. And we're like, how do you make it where it cost is not an issue? How do you make it where time's not an issue? So we try to eliminate all of it. So that's what we do. But now well, all I'm doing is waking up every day going, okay, who do you want me to serve today? And do they need healing? Do they need casting out? Or do they need raising up? And that's the simple, simple, I don't know, simplified way of looking at our role, what we're supposed to do every day. So I'm not trying to build some big such and such so people come hear me. I'm following the disciples. I'm following Jesus, the example of Matthew 10. Two of you, go find someone, find people of peace, stay with them, freely give what you freely received. Tell them about the kingdom of God. Heal the sick, cast out demons, raise up, and don't worry, the worker's worth his wages. Now, that was not for pastors, That was for everybody. For everybody. And so, what that means is basically the worker's worth his wages, meaning that I'm going to take care of you through the people that I brought you, and you're going to experience transformation, and you're going to want to do that again and again and again. So whether whether
0: whether you're somebody who who is uh, working out of your your home, taking care of your kids, or or whether you're uh, you're, you're 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 working in, uh, as a janitor uh, doing in, in in a building at night cleaning the place up or wh- wherever you are. This is not it, 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 in whatever sphere God has set you. You have the opportunity to live a supernatural life with God it, because we have the power. I mean, the the same force, the same spirit, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, is within us right now. And what you've been talking about, Jeremy, is how how to just have a, a day-to-day, simple walk with him, and he'll just tell you what to do.
1: Absolutely. And if you'll watch, if you're reading, if you'll read the scripture, Mark 6, Matthew 10, Luke 9 and 10, watch it, and then go to Acts 4 and Acts 8. And see it all there. I was like, why isn't anyone talking about this? Because we've gotten into a different formula. Say, say that one more time. Yeah, so Mark six. Mark six. Matthew 10.
0: Matthew 10. Luke
1: 9 and 10. Luke 9 and 10. Acts 4. Acts 8. You'll get the context of how Jesus changed the world.
0: Acts 4 and 8. And that's your assignment, folks. Take a look at that. And just and then, and then do what Jeremy's talking about. And just ask him. So, Lord, what's up with that? And how do I? How, how can I play? How can I play in that? Because in the kingdom of God, everybody gets to play. That's right.
1: Everybody Jeremy, plays.
0: Jeremy, thank you. This is this has been awesome. You know, we could. I I I, I know that I I could plumb about a hundred different depths with you right now. But but this is a pretty good thing to chew on. And we've just left everybody with a, an assignment. And I think that's probably good. Mark six, Matthew ten, Luke nine and ten, Acts four and eight. So thank you for what you do, thank Jeremy. You. Thank, thank you us. for uh, thank you for being a democratic father, allowing your children
1: to vote, uh, to move back to Oklahoma City. Now I need to be careful with that because I believe in a democratic republic. You know, <laughs> for all <laughs> those you. Are... <laughs> there you go.
0: Not many understand that. All right. Well, and so for the rest of you all, we'll we'll see you next time. Bye bye. So let me give you some concluding thoughts. If Hope were a person in the room, what would she say to us? Well, I think first of all, she'd say that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that an unchanging God designed, built you, and sent you into a moment of history as part of his loving strategy to transform a chaotic world and, and make it good again. You are called as change agents. Hope would tell you that she flourishes when we listen to God and set goals for our lives that press us further toward becoming that person God has always been willing for us to become. Hope would tell you to set action steps towards achieving those goals. They don't have to be giant steps. Start with baby steps so you can be encouraged along the way. But Hope would also tell you that you've got to not just make plans to step, but you must exercise the willpower to just take that next right step. Step by step by step gets you to the destination God has for your life. It's the long obedience in the same direction. And finally, hope would tell you that God sees us not as we are, but as we could become if we will dare. It's the same for our communities. As followers of Jesus, you are a sent people, and all humans should flourish because God's kids are in town. What evil thing dies because you exist? No one else is coming. You're the generation sent to your community in this moment. You're it. Press into God's purposes for your lives, and you will discover that hope abounds and that Jesus is still the God of the impossible. Thank you for joining us today on Hope Leads. I'm Wes Lane. Once again, I'd be honored if you would take a moment to rate this podcast, review it, subscribe, and share it with someone who needs hope. We want to thank Brianna Gaither for the song, I Won't Rest Until, from her album, Vanity. Remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made by a God who is willing for us to live meaningful lives of profound impact, I invite you to just show up and watch God show off.